Welcome to Ancient Podcast. I'm Shristi Yadav, and today's episode is a real treat. I have with me five people who are very dear to my heart, and you know already my Mexica medicine woman, Magdala Ramirez, but today joining us for the very special episode are Daniela Torres, Sarah Truitt, Sarah Di Martina, and Christine Dermet. Um, I'm just so excited to get this started. This is a first for our radio. So welcome everybody. I am so happy to be with you all together. And yes, we are going to be talking about something that it is way too important as a woman. You see, as we have been talking in the radio talk, you have all these aspects within yourself. You have the father, you have the mother, you have the son, you have the daughter. And for a long time, we were talking about how to understand balance. The part that we're going to be talking today as a continuation, it is about the woman aspect. She is the one that needs the most work. And what happened? What is going on with that woman aspect? Well, there is so much to talk about this because women are the most powerful in the whole world. This energy of the feminine is the most powerful, is the most light being. It is the most incredible being and also is the most dark being. And today we're gonna to be talking about that dark side. We're not afraid of the shadow. We're gonna be talking about that aspect of the feminine that we call it the dark feminine. We call it in many tribes, it has many names. You have, oh my gosh, you have the Malinali in our tradition, yet you have the Lilith, you have many other names that it comes from many other traditions. And of course the masculine, by the way, also have it, the dark masculine, that it has to do with the trickster. But today we're gonna to be focusing in that aspect of the feminine. What is that dark feminine that everyone has experienced? Where do this is coming from? What happened? Well, you learn how to be a woman through your mothers. And if your mother was wounded, that woundedness passed into you. Most likely your mother didn't know anything about the divine feminine because this is, these teachings are just coming forward. So most likely you didn't know how to relate with yourself as a woman. So you learn it in the wrong way about how does it is a woman. If you see in the system, in the TVs, in the stories, they all talk about that part of the feminine in thinking that that was normal. But when that happens and how it is that power that she has, the dark feminine only has power in the third dimensional reality. She is not about the multidimensionality. Her focus is in the outside world. Everything for her 
it has to do in the outside world. It is an energy that she wants to have whatever you have. She will copy you. She will pretend to be you. She will dress like you. She will do all kinds of things. Um, steal, literally steal everything that it is possible because she feels that she cannot create something new. She is an energy that it is very, very dark because it comes from the hidden part of it. Long time ago, you know, when they told me that I was needed to work with women, I said, I don't want to work with women. I prefer to work with men. You know, they're simple. They don't have hidden agendas. And women, well, it's a different kind of energy because you always need to be aware about this energy. Because of my spiritual work, because of my purpose in life, it is bringing these teachings. I needed to pass through personally to many other things. I mean, I needed to have a woman that she was related with my ex. Isn't that something? And it's not that she was interrogated in my ex. It's just that she wanted to have whatever I had. And my work was to work with her, learn from her, understand that energy, understand that energy within me. All these things that comes out when situations like that happen. She was a great teacher, but I needed to really put attention in absolutely everything that she would say that normally, you know, these women are compulsive liars too. And this energy, it is very, very chauvinistic. And this comes from the feminine. Everything has to do about the masculine. And you see, one of the things that I do need to mention too is the chauvinism and racism really goes together. If you see white supremacy energy, they are very, very chauvinist. It is very much denying absolutely every power of the feminine, denying the work of the feminine. So these things has been like very much together. Now here comes the mother and said, these teachings belongs to everyone in the world. So, when I came into this country, it has been very, very hard because first I didn't know the language. Two girls, imagine this. No money, very hard times, and not understanding what it was this about and how do we able to bring these teachings to all the colors of the skin. When I was very much used to understanding where I come from, you know, that is not important. When that, you choose your people, you choose your friends because of the essence, never because of the color of the skin. Yet, I needed to find out how it works in United States, this dark feminine, and how it works within yourself with what it does to you, and bringing the sisterhood together many races, ages, color of the skin. Well, it has been 
quite a journey. And today we're gonna be talking about how it is possible to bring this and how culture also is part of the equation in all this. Because where I come from, it's a very different story what we perceive friendship and sisterhood. I mean, you die for your friends. And here, it doesn't really work that way. There was a medicine man that told me one point, where are you coming from? From 10 people, you trust nine. Where you are right now, from 10 people, you trust one. And especially women. Why? Because of all these hidden agendas, because the stabbing in the back, because they will deny you, they were pretend to be your friends and then they will ghost you or check out or I don't know, whatever they wanna say, but they don't understand honor and that has to do with the culture. And especially when we have all these conversations that it has to do with honor and respect to each other, you know, it can take forever for the people just to understand what honor means. So when you go to any place whatsoever, even in your own family, you might find this energy. And this energy, it is very, very hurtful. You see all these men that they cannot understand that power of the feminine. Well, look into their mothers. Most likely they were raised by women that they didn't understand at all the divine feminine. You know, men that don't know anything about women. And I do need to say this again, what this conversation is gonna take place, men have no idea what it is cooking behind because the dark feminine is the only one that they know how to relate with. And she is completely manipulative. And she is completely a liar in absolutely every single part of it. So the men didn't know how to relate with the divine feminine for a long time because they felt so completely disconnected. They can feel an energy. So today we're going to be talking about who is that divine feminine and what is that shadow that people need to hunt her down within your own self. So we have a lot of experience in so many ceremonies. Oh my gosh, it is, I have seen everything about women and the attacks that goes into the back and how to understand it, how to realize it, and how to deal with it, including having sisters that they are completely white supremacy. And I needed to work with this sister because I needed to understand what this energy was about. And it was kind of even funny. I mean, take her to Mexico and she was very angry because, oh my gosh, everybody's speaking Spanish and everybody's talking bad about me. It makes me laugh forever. But it was many of the things that I needed to understand. You know, you must know that I didn't grow up in this country. And so these forces, I didn't comprehend. And until we said, okay, no more of this 
white supremacy, we learn enough, they disappear because of it too, because of what is it and how do this work? Where is that dark feminine that has no honor? We have sisters that they will take a picture of me and remove my face and put theirs. I mean, this is cycle. And that darkness in the feminine, that place on the feminine of that dark feminine, it is very cycle. And you can feel it within your own self. If you put attention closely, what is it? And how does this work? And once a woman is able to heal herself, you're healing your lineage. You're healing your children. You're healing the people around you. But the woman needs to heal herself because she is the most powerful energy. She is the light giver. And that light giver, it needs to be functioning. So today we're going to be talking about all those little things and big things about it. Okay, who wants to be the first about this? Okay, Christine, tell me about it. Okay, Ma, this is Christine Dermott. And um, I think one of the biggest things that came out right away for me was talking about the awareness because I was raised the same way Ma's talking about in the white culture with a mother who didn't have any idea of the dark feminine. So I learned it as though it was natural. That's the way it is and that's why, where I should be. But through the awareness of things that I have done and said and the mistakes, the steps I had, I realized how there's so many layers to this. And if I wasn't aware of exactly all the way these things work, in myself and, and then being reflected outside of myself, I wouldn't have even know where to start. So for me, awareness was the first key. And then the way, um, you know, the dark feminine wants to align with you to create more darkness. So if you're in with them or creating these little, little camps, we used to call them, of women that align with each other then it's all dark and it's it's multiplied many times over and you feel you're part of something you are but you're a part of something that's very dark so that was you know that's something i wanted to share okay sarita mijita hi this is sarah um uh ma just as you were talking and introducing everything I was like oh my gosh there's so many stories uh that we could talk about and um thinking back on my own journey and my own stories uh since doing ceremony and doing this deep personal spiritual work and um going off of what Christine said about the awareness I feel like uh, for me, it was a really, my start was about making conscious what I was already doing. So making conscious, uh, the racist beliefs that I had grown up with and were just in these unconscious biases, 
and being aware of that and having the sisterhood and having um, these women to reflect it back to me, to point out, no, what you're saying is completely racist. And, and then I would, I would go into defense and then it's like, oh, shoot, you know, like, yes. And like churning it and churning it. And, and it's not easy um, work. And I think that that defense is the dark feminine trying to stay in the hidden. So when I would get, you know, defensive, it was me trying to, you know, like, don't show me that part of myself. I don't want to see that part of myself, but actually facing that part is where, um, the deepest work has been. And, and I also, you know, think about it, like with the manipulation, like, um, uh, how the men don't know, and it's not even just with the men, but other women and the dynamics that can happen and the manipulation. And I know for me personally, I needed to go and make it conscious. I needed to go and consciously manipulate so that I could see where, what I was already doing um, and, and apologize for it. So, uh, you know, making myself aware, not consciously, like I'm, I'm not going around manipulating people consciously. It was a very specific spiritual exercise because it was something that I was already doing. Um, and it could, it, it was so subtle and so in the hidden that it, it's a simple phrase or a bat of an eye or the way I was holding my body or the way my energy was to manipulate a situation to get what I wanted. And it was dishonest. And so making that conscious so that uh, once something becomes conscious, it's, it's really challenging for me to ever do it unconscious again, because I know what I'm doing. I'm aware of what I'm doing. So for me, a lot of um, uncovering, it was first uncovering where that shadow, where that dark feminine was already working within me and bringing it into awareness so that I could change it. So I could make different decisions and connect to something that was much more beautiful than that, the messes that I was creating. Um, and I, I'm sure I saw Shristi that you had an emoji go up. So I'm sure there's something you can relate to that. Yeah, I mean, a lot, actually, you know, growing up, I definitely like all these things that I got to really had people put in my face that I was completely unaware of that I was doing, like even the intentions that I had and the emotions uh, and the motivations behind my actions, I was very unaware of what, like deeply what I was really doing emotionally. And thinking back, um, growing up in a culture where everybody, everyone is really dramatic, but I got very used to just, you know, having like experiencing, you know, my cousins, my teachers, my aunt, the way my aunt would relate with my mother, like psychically attack. There were all these unsaid things, jealousy, resentment, and other topics that you could, I could always feel that was in the room. 
you know, they would show through their actions and how they wouldn't drag, but they would never ever really just talk it out or find a different way about it. And every time we would meet them again, you know, and we, you just knew that that energy was always there and nobody ever talked about it really. And so I never really saw anybody overcome it in a way that would, or like show me a different way of how to work through it. And I think the very first time that I, you know, was put to that work was in ceremonies, in my interactions and in just, you know, when we would be put to work with, with two people every time or in bigger groups, we'd be doing activities and, you know, I would be doing something out of just very unconscious jealousy or, um, and not realizing. Sometimes I wouldn't even realize that I was competing. And it was just, now that I think about it, it was just so obvious that how could you have missed it? But at that time, I wasn't aware that, oh, this is, I'm competing right now. And why? Oh, I'm competing for, oh, for my mom's love or something you know, like a, an emotion that I had as a child, you know, towards my sister and how that has impacted my life in my relationships with, you know, other women. Like I never really um, processed it actually almost ever growing up and even relevant to my adulthood, I have to say, until, you know, through all these ceremonies and not just ceremonies through school were really put to work like every single time um, and to question, okay, go more deeper. So, so yeah, that's all I had to add with that. Sarah, you needed to speak something? Yeah, I, there, Shristi, um, when you were talking about how, I think you were talking about family members and how things were in the hidden. And I think that's probably one of the most powerful things about this sisterhood is, um, we are, we hold each other in so much love, but there's also just so much transparency in bringing it forward, no cover-ups. And that is so huge. And that is not how girls, at least as I was raised in, in the United States, you know, you know, it's, it's, you kind of bottle things in, you're polite, you're um, whatever the programming is. And, you know, a lot of that on the surface might seem like, oh, you're a nice person or you're, the, you know, whatever that programming is, but really it's, it's creating these cover-ups. And I think that's one of the things the sisterhood has shown is what it means to just bring it forward again and again, as hard as it might be. And as tough as it is, you, it's like, it's, you don't, you don't stop just because it's uncomfortable or any of that, because really you're, there's, there is a true bond of love among all of us so that we're able to do that. And it's so rare and so beautiful. And I think for me, one of the biggest, one of the ways that's made me be able to, um, or that's helped me have that shift too in myself is through the teachings that Ma has brought forward is really like being able to shift my identity from what I thought I was to seeing myself as love and seeing myself as the daughter of the mother and understanding that like when, th when things come up, you know, when the, when the dark feminine comes up in myself or in someone else, it's like, I want to hunt her down. You know, I want to see that. I want to be able to, 
to be able to be like, ah, now I see it, you know? Yeah. I, I, I love that you love me so much in such a beautiful, pure way that you can call me out on it and be like, Sarah, that's a bias. That's you're full of shit. <laughs> my French, but you know, just be able to just like bring it forward. And it's like, oh my gosh, I did not see that in myself. And now I can drop it, you know, because I have people who, you know, who want to see me evolve. They they don't want to just like go along like, you know, with the same old, same old, you know, because that's that's what I'm here for, to do the work. And, you know, and I think in myself, it's been like this process of, you know, lots and lots of layers of, of purifying and healing myself. And even just the knowledge that I can heal myself is so huge. The knowledge that I can go up, you know, that I don't have to stay in this linear place that I was told my whole life. Like all of that really comes down to like, I'm not a victim. <laughs> like I'm constantly, I'm choosing and being part of being responsible is being able to like be take, you know, responsibility for, you know, being willing to see those unconscious biases or patterns or whatever. And when it comes up to be like, ah, okay, now I see this, now I can move it. So for me, this group, I mean, this sisterhood is foster like all of that is we all are like supporting each other in that and that's the total opposite of what I experienced in the system yeah Danny you wanted to say something uh yeah I just wanted to just kind of like bring some of that back because I feel like um sometimes we can talk about these things in a in a more esoteric kind of way but I kind of wanted to bring some of like the that the, the those practical situations and I kind of wanted to just kind of like hear from you guys just like in a short way of ways that you have seen it either in yourself or in others um and seeing how those those different ways have manifested for you. Um, I mean, and I'll, I'll go ahead and get, get, get started. Um, like, uh, I, um, I am a, I'm a fitness instructor uh, and I work with um, in, 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 in types of fitness that, that bring a lot of insecurities to the forefront. Um, I, I do aerial and pole instruction. So uh, that brings <laughs> up a lot of things for people. Um, and things that I see are um, th those fears of limiting beliefs and that anxiety rise up and it try to find a way on what to attach to, whether it is to yourself, because uh, the, the uh, the dark feminine doesn't even have to attack somebody else. It can also attack you and your own desire for personal growth. Um, it can attach to somebody else and it can be their, their movement style. It can be their color. It can be their, uh, your, your perceived level of, of beauty um, and or there, you need to be really close friends with them. But at the same time, there's uh, uh, attachments that can happen to somebody's uh, partner or somebody's parent. Um, yeah, so I kind of wanted to hear from you guys, like how are just some other like just quick ways where you have seen, I want to see like snapshots of what these things have been in your lives. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Danny. Uh, one thing I'm thinking about, uh, I think we need to mute. Um, one thing I'm thinking about is, um, what you're talking about, like attacking the self. So I, I definitely have attacked myself, uh, through this distorted program that the value of my value as a woman has to do with how I look and if I'm getting attention from men. And so I have this story actually of being um, in Mexico, Ma was there, and uh, we, we had gone out to dinner one night and that night the waiter was flirting with me and I was just eating up all the attention and it was validating the, the same part that attacks me, you know, that's like, you're not beautiful enough. You're not good enough. Your value is only this thing. And it's coming from, a, it needs to come from a man. So that night I was feeling a very inflated sense of ego and like, oh, I'm so beautiful. I'm so sexy. And then the next day we went there with a bigger group of people and the waiter was there again and he was flirting with a different woman at the table and not me. And I like, like, where's my attention? And I, I felt it come in. Ma's laughing because she was there. I felt it come in and I felt the sort of, and then finally I realized what was happening. And I just turned to this woman and I said, I'm being totally jealous of you right now because that waiter gave me attention last night and now he's giving you attention. And um, just in the moment that I could name it, it shifted the energy, just saying it out loud, not holding it within, not trying to pretend like I'm cool and I don't care, but like owning, like what Sarah was talking about, taking responsibility, owning it, but to just see how it weaves in that energy weaves in so quickly and how I will go for it because I'm seeking validation or I've in some way. So I feel like that that's a pretty uh, great example of something personally that I went through that work that I went through just to even be able to, to call myself out and say it and see it. Uh, it took a lot of work to get there. So that's one example that came to mind. Yeah, thank you for that. I think that's, uh, th that's definitely a way that it, it, it shows up. Um, I know that we've we've mentioned uh, some other ones, but just like that, that, that jealousy, that envy, that I mean, like you, you see it as as, as early as like, in, in in, in childhood, you know, like somebody's just like, let's be best friends. Let's be so close and let's see what we can steal from one another. Or again, like repressing those feelings. So that you know, it's like, I'm just going to be close and pretend nothing is happening or, or, or facing it. And um, yeah, that there's a lot of racist beliefs, uh, the ways that, uh, is, geographically speaking, we're at how, how white women benefit from their color in, in different situations, and the importance of, of being an ally, of, of saying, I, you know, I denounce that, that, uh, that gift that the dark feminine gives me 
and uh, choosing to, to stand up for something else. Maitara? Uh, Danny, that was actually what I was going to talk about for my example was um, well, two things. One, I think with understanding what it means for me to face racism in myself, understanding that like it's not enough to like have, quote, the right beliefs and just have them internally. And that instead understanding that like if I remain silent in a situation that I'm choosing to align with an energy and I'm taking full advantage of my white privilege. And I had a situation in my workplace where um, we work with law enforcement and you know there was a situation where I could see this resistance in myself of speaking out against a behavior that I was uncomfortable with. And it actually was something I worked through through the spiritual work that I do and was to like see it in a different way and um, become much more vocal. And that's an example of like being able to put it on, you know, it's like, and seeing all the times also where I didn't put it on, you know, and owning that and understanding what that's about. Um, I think the other big one for me personally is like this, this knowledge and these teachings has helped me completely change the way that I view my experience of surviving sexual assault and like I mean it's a story of a woman in the system who hasn't been I mean pretty much I've never met anyone who hasn't somehow experienced some form of sexual violence I mean it's it's part of patriarchy um but for me it was understanding that like if I identify with that if I identify with that like identity as a victim and choosing to give my power away and see things in terms of victim and predator, um, you know, I couldn't, that was like for my own inner work, a huge part of my own healing was like being able to just understand it in a different way and to be able to heal myself and to not necessarily bond through shared pain, which is another that can be very dark. And also understanding that like, I don't need to run to the system to expect the system to, is to, to like, the have the power to help me or something like owning my own power again so those are just two ways I and mean, that's kind of a big but like those are two ways for me that this work has been really huge in changing how i have you know shifting it in myself well it is true how the system you know is just contribute constantly more to the dark family you know to people to react to that dark feminine about that, you know, like, what is it? And then in that pretendence too, I mean, I hear your stories and people pretending that nothing is happening when you can feel it, you can feel that energy. I think I have seen all of it. I think it's just crazy. If I tell you all these stories, you are going to think, oh my my gosh, but one of the things that I want to put attention about this is racism. How do you build sisterhood in a country that it is so completely? Okay, how do you say fucked up in a good way? I don't know, but it is fucked up because <laughs> women were forced to be like men, La masculinization. And then you have the whiterization thing. 
everybody needs to be white. I mean, I have women saying, yeah, then higher dimension, it will be all white. Can you believe it? Because they think that's how they think in that dark side of it. You know, how much of that racism it is really hurting in United States. United States is like an experiment. You have all the races together. And how do we bring a sisterhood between women, being able to see beyond that place of that racism that constantly is pushing away? I mean, many of the people that I know and very, very close, they were never invite me to their children's weddings, you know, or introduce me to their people because I'm brown, what the white people will think about them. I mean, you have all these agendas that it is very related with that dark feminine. Pretending, you know, people thinking that if you pretend and pretend and don't talk about it, you know, the cover up, don't bring it out. Don't say anything. You have jealous, you're competing, you are a big mess. You feel uh, no, not good enough, you know, not skinny enough, not fat enough. I mean, not whatever it is, not enough. And you just don't talk about it because that's how you grew up to. You know, that's how you think about yourself. You know, your mother never really told you how beautiful you are. You know, your mother never tell you how great you are and how powerful you are. You know, that side of the feminine side that it is important when you're growing up. And how do you think? I mean, you have people in here that they never even heard the word honor or like, hey, be one with your word, you know, have a word of honor and respect yourself. You don't respect yourself, you're not going to respect anybody. So when we think about the dark feminine and who is she? She get fed by the system. She get fed by her own thoughts. Always have a story that keep on perpetuating the dark feminine. She thinks that she's so not good enough that she needs to steal people, steal from other people. The whole culture in the United States, it's about stealing, you know? Actually, the whole country, it is based on stealing somebody else's land. I mean, excuse me. Or copying India, you know, let's be our yogis or something, you know? Or copying somebody else's tradition. People choose things base it on somebody else and then just make it whiterization thing, you know? And that whiterization, how much is hurting everybody? You know, how much of that? I mean, that's why there are things that I cannot bring it out just that way into the public because of the same reason. There is some things that it can never be spoken in that way. You know, everything that what it is that place that it is unique that it has to do with you that you can come out with 
and that you can hold on your ground, that original creator, you know, that one that it is so afraid to speak it out when it is wrong, that one that it is afraid to say it, otherwise you're participating with the same bad guys. Those ones that are able to actually think an original creation instead of trying to copy constantly somebody else's and how the system is involved in all this. I mean, you see it constantly. I mean, when my girls were little, I was in the school every day fighting for something, racism or making the women down. I mean, one of my daughters, it was amazing. The stupid teacher says she has a completely straight A's in mathematics. My girls are great in mathematics. And the guy says, not bad for being a girl. Oh my gosh, I was so angry. But that is the mentality and the people don't even know. How can you even think in that way, you know? Or saying something or, you know, women that they stay in silence and participate in all these things that it is going on in the system, whatever it is. You go to whatever Lowe's or Home Depot and they call you honey and sweetie. And instead of saying, excuse me, I'm not your sweetie. And that is the true human being. That's the woman. You know, the dark feminine goes, oh, he called me sweetie. You know, it's like, are you freaking kidding me? You know, but people is that way. I've seen it and I've seen it with women when they say, I feel jealousy or this woman is looking at me funny. Okay, let's talk about this because if that energy is in here, it is in all of us and we're gonna resolve it all together. But we do need to bring a voice, a voice in whatever it is happening. Be truthful to ourselves. How can we be truthful to ourselves if people are just so afraid about what other people will think about you? You know, and that is very much included in this culture about this. Tristy, you put the heart, you needed to say something. Tell me about it. Um, well, I'm, I just wanted to add with the personal examples that we were coming out with. I didn't really grow up here, but in India, there's a lot of classism. And my last name, Yadav, happens to be one of the lower castes, slightly, not the super low, whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> but I, you know, I always just, remember just feeling very low like I anytime I look in the mirror I don't see beauty um and I always just remembered feeling less than and I remember feeling that way since I was very young when I went to school the way my teachers would interact and I feel like I never had the discussion at home with my parents about that okay well this is happening but this is not you know, like, this is not who you are. Like, we never really discussed that ever. Um, and, and I think I just kind of went with that. And so I, I am what I see that in me as like, um, it comes up a lot as this feeling of I'm doing it, I'm doing something very wrong. 
and I'm not doing it correctly and I'm, I'm not going to do well on my exams or it comes out as low self-esteem and it so a lot of times if I'm not careful it twists the way I hear things from other people as well and I don't hear really what they're saying what I'm really just hearing is you know that filter of of that feeling it just twisting that words and making me just feel even more lower than. And so that's one of the examples. The other one is, you know, speaking of, there's like this standard of beauty that was, you know, they had fairness creams everywhere. And, oh my gosh, this is, you know, my family is not going to be happy I said this, but I'm going to say it because it's true. Because it's a, a story that is common in everywhere you know, in that culture, you know, it's the standard of if somebody is slightly lighter brown is more beautiful than darker brown. And you have all these creams ready for that. And where does that even come from? I don't know, but somehow it's like passed on family to family. So even, you know, with myself and my sister, my grandmother would be like, oh, you're slightly more beautiful than, you know, my sister and my sister always felt that way too. But it's like those things were like perpetuated over and over. And um, I don't know where that influence comes from, but that's not a very good influence, that's for sure. Christine, you're muted. Yeah, Christine, you want to say something? Yes. So, um... I mean, I, I'm hearing everyone speaking and, and I'm agreeing uh, obviously with everyone. What, what Sarah was talking about was how um, the sisterhood is. We, I've traveled through many years of how it wasn't and how it has become such a beautiful thing. Um, and what I was thinking about was, you know, we, we align, you know, validation, everything that we're talking about is about the outside world, obviously, our beauty, um, our sexuality, how we look, how we act, how, what we say, what we don't say. And we were never taught to focus on the inner, inner world, which is where we're really focusing on and what we do in the school so much. But I recall one time I was in a ceremony with another woman, and she and I were the eldest of the of the women and there was a storm and she and I aligned with each other to get under the tarp because we were the oldest ones and we we earned that right to be protected under the tarp as ridiculous as that sounds so what happens is ma comes to us and goes okay let's talk about this once once the ceremony was over and put it on the table that was always that way let's bring it up let's put it out, let's talk about it, and let's resolve it. And when Sarah was talking about the love that we all have for each other, that would have not even been possible had we not cleared out all these things within ourselves and with each other and the way we relate to each other, which is so honest and is so enveloping because we don't have to hide. We don't have to look to each other to validate ourselves or to align with the, with the shadow in each of us because that's not what we're about anymore. So coming together in this particular sisterhood 
is like nothing else I've ever experienced. And I've been, I have many other examples as well, but that just was really speaking to me about how each one of us really has felt not good enough, not pretty enough, not, not enough in one way or another. And we're not, we're finding that is not true. And then how we are so much more than that with each other too, so. Danny, you needed to say something? Uh, yeah, I kind of want to just uh, kind of like go back around to how you said about like about racism and uh, how to come together on things. I kind of wanted to point out one of like my um, particularly least favorite ways that the dark feminine shows up when it comes in respect to that. And it comes with the, when people say, well, I don't see color. I wish we could just come together. Um, what is the way that I can relinquish responsibility and sweep this under the table and be okay? Why can't we be friends? That is extremely toxic. It is, uh, it is uh, hiding underneath. Um, a blanket it is completely relinquishing responsibility i think that uh like we, i love that we keep uh, you know that like thank you christine for like bringing like those the good feelings but like i feel like the good feelings are a result of all the hard work and we need to like continue bringing a light inside of these like like uncomfortable places right like it feels really good once you've been through it but it doesn't feel good when somebody's saying no no we will not sweep this under the table we will not not see color because in there it, it is very consequential uh, for, for for people uh, like down from like colonialism around the world we have uh shristi here who comes from india and uh you have uh, our, our, our skin color has affected all of us, regardless of where we come from. And ignoring the problem is not a solution. That's something that I feel like we can definitely take away from this workshop, right? Or the, 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 this talk is, is that sweeping it under the table saying, you know what, we're just going to make peace. We're, we're just going to be a bigger girl about this. Uh, it, it just doesn't help. It just continues to sweep things under the rug. So it is important that we talk it out and say, no, this affects us. Uh, this is an issue. This is uh, generation, racism, generational trauma. I think that is, that is great. Okay, you wanna say something first? Sarita, then I would say something about this. Um, yeah, I just uh, I'm thinking, uh, Danny, the way I swept under the rug, which was not to say I don't see color. Instead, I used to say, oh, well, I have brown and black friends, so I must not be racist. Yep, I was that girl. And, um, and, and it just hearing you talk about it now, like, that was my way of sweeping it under the rug. Like, oh, you know, like I, it's it's no different than saying, oh, I don't see color. And so, you know, it's, it's like, I'm, I think it's really important that we say these examples. Um, and I think, you know, it's, 
the other thing that I did too, was I would, I would center, I would like really center myself and my whiteness and make it about me. So if there was a conversation about racism coming up, I might somehow like bring it back to like, oh, but I've been a victim too, or I've felt pain too. And I just, it, it was avoiding the conversation. And so it's super important. Um, I think that even still I have days where I, it's uncomfortable and I do something uh, like I just stumble on something or I'm trying to avoid something. And it's like exactly what you're saying, not avoiding it and not just going to like the, not bypassing to like the happy, good resolved feeling, but instead being like, yeah, like it still feels like shitty, you know, like, oh fuck. Yeah. I, I, I said that I did that thing. I centered myself. I, you know, imposed my privilege. I didn't listen and, uh, and I, you know, tried to ignore what was really right there in front of me. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what else to say, <laughs> but. Ma, you're muted. Okay, what about now? Better? Okay, I think it is true and so completely true about how this works. Because the same thing goes for all these other energies that it is, it is in the hidden, you know, that dark feminine that wants to pretend that everything is love and light. Everything is beautiful, everything. And well, it's not, you know. One of the things that I see about this in a very, very strong manner, it is true, even in this wave, we are in the wave of Masatru. That means the deer. And that has to do too, it's about the path, but it has to do with the predators and, you know, and the victims. And in one way or the other, eventually, we need to stop playing that part because everybody has been a predator, everybody has been a victim. But it is much more easy for the victim to overcome it than the oppressor. Oh my gosh, that's the big cover up. Because of the, maybe it is the white guilt, maybe it has to do with that dark feminine that wants to take whatever you have and then pretend it's hers and then put it under the table. I don't want to talk about it. Be nice. And don't say anything. And when we bring actually everything in the table and we speak about it, like, hey, you know, that comment is very racist. Let's talk about this. And then you go, oh my gosh, I did it again. Yes, you did it again. Work it out. You know, you can see it in many people that they don't even know that they are being so freaking racist because they put it under the table all the time. You know, they pretend that doesn't exist. And the whole system, it is designed for the cover-up. The same thing goes for women. Every single aspect of the feminine. I mean, every single part of her 
and how she is such a big cycle that it really sends that energy to other women, energy that can actually kill you if you're not aware about it. Energies that just because of that jealousy, just because of that envy, just because of what is that incredible energy that it is taking place over and over again, that that's how you grew up. That's how you think, how the men have no idea what is this woman and what's going on behind the scenes, you know? What is going on when a woman, when you see a bad man, you see him, I mean, from far away. You can sense him, you just know what it is that about. But when it is a woman, it is under it. It is in the hidden. It will be through pretending. It will be to a show. It will be to something that it won't, it won't tell you directly what is it. So how do you overcome this? How do you bring it forward? One of the things about the dark feminine is she works in the hidden. Once you put it like in front of everything, you know, put it in the light, the things begins to shift. Once you say it, I mean, this woman has been broken down empires, cities. You have the Malinche in Mexico, you know, the whole empire went down because of it. You have many of this woman, you push her away and then it will be 10 of them. You know, because you need to work with that energy and go around it. That's how the ancestors did. Men have no idea how to deal with this energy. You understand that energy and you put it right there in front of everything, he has nothing to do. He has no power anymore because she always worked in the hidden. Do you realize this? Do you remember that one? And that way, even the racism thing and the whiterization and you know this pretendence and all these things that it goes, if we don't say anything, we're going to perpetrate the same shit over and over and over again. That's what you want? Because I don't. You know, I want a better world for my girls. And when I see them passing through all these things, I go like, I pass through everything. Why they need to do this too? Because of the system. Because these things need to be exposed. And that's why we're doing this right now. You know, exposing this kind of energy. Like, what is it? And we're going to have another, another talk that it will be directly to the men. But the men don't know anything about the feminine. That they have no idea. She, he has been completely manipulated. He has really no idea about the psycho woman, you know, and what to do with this. But the same thing goes for absolutely everything. When you hide the things, even from yourself, to making a cover up, you make a justification. 
you point fingers to everybody else. And I have seen this, oh my gosh, so much in this horrible thing about the racism here in the United States. They want us to feel guilty. Like that needs to be exposed. <laughs> or, oh my gosh, I mean, it's like crazy how it works and how people just don't say a word. You know, it's like, how can they be just saying that, you know, instead of, what is it? How do this is gonna work? You know, where is that point of that divine feminine and divine masculine in a good way? Yet, how do you overcome this as a woman? When you grow up in that way, when you see it in the system, you see it in the schools, you see it absolutely everywhere. You see it in your best friends that there is a big cover up in there. You see it in religion. Oh my gosh, big deal. Like how do this is gonna work for you? So how do you guys feel about this? Who wants to be first? Um, I'll just, it's more of a question too, because I've noticed, well, ever since, you know, the ceremonies and things. Now, like I've had incidents, incidents where I've said something and um, especially it's this gossip culture where yeah. I'll say one thing of how I'm feeling, you know, and I'm putting things on the table. And there was this one incident actually in my school with me where there was, you know, spreading sex rumors. And I called in the guy who started it. And I was like, what's your problem with me? And I started and I put it in the spot in front of the two women who were also spreading. I was like, what's your problem? And immediately the women went into like, in, in front of me, they said one thing. And then behind my back, it was another thing. And then I found out all these other rumors. And I'm, this is not like, this is a common experience is why I'm bringing it. But it's like, it's very dark. It like it now has fostered this feeling of complete untrust, like two-faced, and you know, and like we, I've uh, we've I've done work of seeing that in myself of okay the delusions that I create the voices of patriarchy as we call it is like one of the works to and like see how I'm lying to myself as well. But that just, I've, it feels like the whole gossip culture is just like it, and a hole in other snake's den or something. Oh. Sorry, I don't know what it this means. <laughs> okay. Okay. One of the things that you mentioned, that's very important, sexuality. You know, let's talk a little bit more about this because this is just very, very important. And it has been so completely manipulated in the women. The patriarchal system wanted to put all this shame about sex and, you know, guilty and shame about sex. You see the land, you want to see how the land is, look at the women. You want to see how society is working, look at the women. Women are the most, I'm telling you, the most powerful thing. Sex. Women are the most central. It's much more central than a man. Women are much more fertile 
more and more sexual than a man. And men are very afraid of it. So they wanted to punish women just because of sex. I mean, sex is not allowed to speak openly. We do it in ceremonies. And we do it all the time because of what it is and how you feel, how you feel about yourself. And overcoming even this thing that it is in the system about the saint and the whore. We did a, a, a radio talk about that, isn't it? We have it somewhere. People can go and look for it. But what it is that energy of a woman? I mean, you have many archetypes as a woman. You have Magdala, you have Ixchel, you have Buffalo Calf woman. She wasn't a mother. You know, you have all these women archetypes that it represents the woman aspect of you. It's not the mother. She's holding hands with the mother, but she has all this sexuality about her. And that people is so afraid to even point it out. When you overcome that force inside of you, that it make you feel in that way, I mean, because of it. And how does it work in a very different story? I mean, because people think about a sexual woman, it must be a whore. And somebody is going to come and rape her and it's okay. Excuse me? No, it's not. No, it is not. I mean, uh, it is so much work to do in the sexuality that it would take maybe a big, 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 another radio talk to talk about sex again. Because it is just way too important to comprehend what is that sexuality of you as a woman? How do you feel yourself? in your sexuality as a woman. Why do you feel it starts with your moon time? Why you need to hide it? Why you just don't talk about your moon time? And it's going to be perpetuated again. There is a shame. Why it's a shame instead of a big celebration? You know, where is the next generations that they're embracing that part so they can see that sexuality within themselves in a good way, independently of how the system is going to look for it. You know, when, how do this is going to work? How the color of the skin, again, it is also related with it. And how do this is affecting absolutely everything. And I know that this is a big, big subject and we might need it to put it in a, in, a different because we have already more than an hour in this. So, okay, let's wrap it up. Who wants to say something about this, about everything? How it has been for you about the dark feminine? Let's wrap it up. Um, you know, ending with even just thinking about sexuality is such a big one that yes, we would need a whole another hour because I'm I'm still I I I think how I would end this talk is I'm 
it is an everyday work for me. It's not just, oh, I've achieved enlightenment and I'm here. It's like, I'm, I have to stay vigilant. I need, uh, my, you know, my sisters to hold me accountable. Um, I need to hold myself accountable. Um, and it's still a process. And that's like the biggest thing that was even coming up for me when you were talking about sexuality, like, uh, you know, I, the system really wants to put a label on my sexuality, you know, on whatever spectrum it is. And just even how confining and limiting that feels to me. And it's still a process. So yes, I look forward to that talk and I just leave with like, this is, this is work and that it's, totally worth it. I'm so grateful that we're here and doing it and I'm showing up for it and it's challenging and it can be uncomfortable and it can feel, it can bring up a lot of stuff, but it's, it's totally worth it. And it's, and it's continuous. It's, I need to stay aware and, and be responsible. So I think that's, sort of how I'm ending on this particular talk this evening. And I love you all. And I'm really grateful you're all here. Hi, <clears throat> Sarita, I love you too. And I think it's important. I wanted to bring something up really quickly as we're wrapping up uh, to Danny, because I think what um, Sarah just said is, you know, my work, my biases are continuous work. My dark feminine is continuous work. And as we continue to, to be honest and responsible for ourselves and with each other, we can, we can do this. We can make so many changes and bring a light to all these subjects. And it's been awesome tonight to be with all of you. And um, Ma, thank you so much for and Tristy for bringing this together for us. And I, I love you all very much. Thank you. Danny? Hi, <clears throat> I, I wanted to just kind of like, uh, just kind of like shine the light about what like uh, Shristi was saying about like, what happens whenever somebody is uh, spreading rumors about something that I have a lot of, um, uh, emotion attached to. Um, I think that one of the benefits of of practicing um, uh, hunting down that dark feminine is, is the benefit of transparency. If people know that you are a very transparent person, if you are uh, very clear with your stuff or, or you're not afraid to call yourself out, uh, even if nobody is calling you out, <laughs> you know, if you being that, then, then people have a hard time doubting what you have to say. So whenever those rumors come up or something, just be like, hey, you know me, you know I'm an open book. That sounds like complete lies from somebody else. And they can't, they're, they're, they're dangling this insecurity in front of me. Um, I don't like it. Uh, it, it I think that, that, that definitely puts you uh, in an empowered position um as much as you can be in a very uncomfortable situation um and and again just uh boundary setting for yourself i think like one of the biggest problems is uh is feeling shame whenever we 
finally, boundary setting is a hard practice to have. Um, it's something that not everybody feels comfortable doing, but once that becomes a practice, there's a lot of shame associated with it. Um, I think that, again, the, the, that transparency is going to help out a lot and just being able to to call out those boundaries and, and, and calling it out. I'm, I'm glad that you stepped up in that situation and, and, and said something about it, um, because if anything, it just uh, it makes people a little bit more hesitant to um to to try to set you up in ugly traps um but at the same time it it displays to them that that is a them issue and that maybe they need to find something else to play with so that you, you don't just pass on that burden to somebody else that might be more scared to set a boundary you know I think I'll leave with that. <laughs> Sarah? Uh, my one thought about the sexuality topic, I'm really excited to be to talk more about that. And for me, so much of that is tied up with the wounded mother, like healing that, at least for me, that was a big one. <laughs> so that's huge. And then I think my, my only other takeaway really with all of this work is it's like the more I understand the sacredness of who I am and like have an honor for myself and and then of course with others it's like the voice of the dark feminine doesn't rattle me the way it used to it's like I can see her and see it and not you know it doesn't hold the power that it may have before and it's like I think that's huge too that's been a big shift and just being able to get, have that raw like honesty with myself and not in that not engaging the cover-ups like that's just that's like at the heart of so much of it at least in my work it has been so it was an honor to talk about all this with all of you i'm done well um you will have the last word but one of the things that i do want to talk about it yes there is a lot of mother issues, father issues, and, you know, the wounded father and the wounded mother, that it is the time to heal those places within the self. And, you know, for me, it has always been an honor to bring these teachings about the great mother and about how it works the ways of the feminine. But one of the things that I do observe, when we are dealing with so many things, it is so beautiful to see all the sisterhood coming together, helping each other, protecting each other, be there for one to another, being that incredible connected that it helps you to heal. It helps you to, to trust again in yourself, to help you to overcome those forces when people can be real to another and that realness is just way too important you are love we all are love overcoming those programmings is just way too important we cannot allow these forces to just keep you into lower consciousness i'm so happy that we have this talk 
so happy for each one of you, so grateful. And we do have a school online where we talk very direct and very honest about many things. You can find my more information in my website, in our website. And I think Sristi needs to close it. Thank you, Mijita, for making this possible. Oh my gosh, thank you everyone for coming together for this talk. I mean, it's been helpful to just hear from everybody. And I've just, I'm taking away so much from this conversation. And I also feel like I, I started this whole, like I touched on the sex thing and there's so much to talk about there. Hopefully, maybe we can come together again because I, I think this has, I think it's just amazing. Um, to hear from everybody and um, for all the viewers if you want to hear from us again please do comment below um i'm gonna post all the links to ma's website there's books there are uh, individual courses pre-recorded courses that you can enroll in um, that are not part of the school that you can work at it on your own there's also school online every week we meet and um, that's also very beautiful. There are other courses, PPF and many other options. Uh, and please write to us. Uh, I, we always love to hear from you. And thank you everyone for joining us today. Um, and we hope you have a great day. <laughs>